0: greatest
1: hits of all time on WNJH HD1 Hamilton. The views and opinions expressed on this show are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers who are entirely responsible for all show content and do not reflect the opinions of WNJHradio.com. This program is not intended to diagnose any condition or promote any lifestyle. And now, WNJHradio.com presents The Carpenter's Son with Pastor Vince Lombardo from Calvary Chapel Church in Hamilton.
2: Hi, everybody! Thank you so much for joining us. It is good to have you with us. Let me give you a couple of uh, updates for us. We now have a text line here. If you want to grab a pen and pencil, or a pen and paper, or if you have a good memory, or if you have a good memory, how
3: about that? Which, as you get older, slips <laughs> away.
2: Area. Oh, somebody's Oh, I gotta repeat this. I oh, forget. <laughs> Area code eight five six seven one eight nine nine two eight eight five six seven one eight nine nine two eight is the text line. Let's begin with the word of prayer. Father, we come to you. You are the only wise God, and we worship you. As we spend the next little while uh, sharing with our friends, engaging in conversation, we also want it to be pleasing to you have an effect and an impact on people's lives because we know you want to reach them and change them so lord uh, for salvation first and right on the heels of that good healthy discipleship that's our plea Help us to be able to navigate through sometimes the intricate waters of this life. And we give you all the praise looking forward to the next hour or so. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So again, God bless you guys for joining us. Our phone number here is area code 609-593-9654. That is area code 609-593-9654 or text 856-718-9928. We have to come up with a catchy tune for that one. Uh, so that we can remember it. Uncle Tony's going to have to go working on that this next week or so. We have our show and we have several <laughs> different segments. Our first segment one is going to be encouragement. So let me begin. By telling you that God is a God who wants to meet your needs. He is the Jehovah-Jireh. He's Mm -hmm. the provider. He's the one who will take care of any and all circumstances. And then when he says, I will be the provider, then he goes on to demonstrate that by saying, I will provide the lamb as a sacrifice. In fact, God will provide himself the sacrifice. And this sacrifice will be held up and seen by the multitudes. And he did just that. He made this promise to Abraham. We're going to look at him in our third segment, Abraham's descendants and a of Israel. Doc has been preparing a (laughs) a brief synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) Briefly. (laughs) Briefly Briefly (laughs) preparing a brief (laughs) synopsis. And uh, um, we're going to begin with... uh, After knowing that God is the God who provides, he not only provides, but he provides all things through his Christ, through his Son, Christ Jesus. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And without Christ, I can do nothing. So all these things we need to remember when we want a little bit of encouragement to uh, run back, to calvary run back to jesus christ run back and say lord i want to know who you are and i want to know you better so we have our first segment which is based on encouragement so if you have anything a word of encouragement you would like to share or even a prayer request uh, now's a good time to do it you can call the line, or you can text and uh, we will address it if uh, it's appropriate i mean if you're if you're weird and whacked and you have something inappropriate we're not going to address that but if you're (laughs) If you're just a normal work-a-day um, Joe or Mary Fundaroo, and you have a prayer request or something you'd like to share, we'd uh, like to hear that. I'm everyday Joe. You're an everyday Joe, You're right? You're Joe every day. Because
4: everybody else is taking, so I'm <laughs> Joe. So Joe, okay. has,
2: <laughs> Joe has this, um, we're going to give an update on the Be In Anyone project.
4: Wow, I just like that you got, it took only about a month for you to get the title right. Isn't <laughs> that
2: great? I still haven't got that's it That's right. a progress, that's progress. Well, <laughs> In, pretty, I'm, I'm older. Be well, <laughs> Anyone not, encounter.
4: <laughs> what, encounter, wait a minute, now we're going to a different <laughs> place. Well, when I get the t-shirts and the hats done and we have fundraisers and all that, no, that's not what we're doing, okay? I might make a t-shirt or two for... Just to away. help me we're remember. Not, you know, again, Being Anyone is not a, a business, not a charity. not a don- We're not looking for donations. We're just looking to make people aware. Uh, I'm sure you are, that people need to be encouraged. We all need to be encouraged. And that's what Being Anyone Project on YouTube. Uh, not, well, we have YouTube channel, Being Anyone Project. Uh, I have a video, a couple videos there. Maybe I'll make more that really explain what we do, what it's about, the why behind Being Anyone Project. But the basics of Being Anyone, if you haven't heard, is being anyone it's a song that was sung on uh, uh called anyone on american idol a version two minute version that the title was anyone and that person singing it was michaela uh, michaela phillips check that song out but anyway the reason we have being anyone because it was about a song about someone who needed help someone come to come to me help me being anyone i need anyone okay that's a real quick background on that it's been going well. Our Facebook page is growing. Our Instagram's growing. There's people looking at the videos on on YouTube. Uh, I'm getting good feedback on and off social media, like I said before, and it it's really um, I love doing this. I love I love being a part of people's lives any way we could. I can right now today on our on Instagram, even on Facebook, I posted a picture, a painting, and you can go on Instagram, <clears throat> you can go on Facebook and see it, and. You know, I try to f- come up with things almost on a daily basis to encourage people because some people are using uh, our, our group pages for encouragement, for you know, maybe hearing different things that may help them through the day or through the week. So I just put this painting on, and you can go see the painting. And and I just said, very simply, and I want everyone to know. My wife painted Who did the painting, My wife painted that for one of Diane's uh, women's retreats.
2: Your wife is awesome. Look at that. So I know she loves, oh, she loves watercolors. Check that out. She loves
4: watercolors.
3: That's yeah, uh, you, over, go ch- over. Go check over. it out. There we go.
4: On our Facebook page. But anyway, anyone. The reason I shared it, because I want people to know it's there's all different ways to be in anyone. And this says about this painting I wanted to share one of my wife's paintings. She finds peace and is happy when she paints. Her happiness brings joy to others. So that means we can be in anyone in many ways. And that's what it's about. It's about bringing some encouragement to someone's life, someone that sees something, hears something. You make a phone call. You you encourage someone by making a phone call, by a message, bringing a little bit of encouragement in their life, a little bit diversion maybe from something they're going through. And in that, if you call, and that's what I like to do, but even messages, but in that call, you make it someone to really open up to you about something, is what is going on in their lives. And at that point... It's up to you where you bring that. And that's one of the ways we can get involved in people's lives. But again, if you're calling, be prepared for the next step. If you're going to make that phone call, I mean, I like to pray before I call and uh, make sure I know the person I'm calling and wait what I may encounter in that phone call that I may need to go to uh, more than just an encouragement. But most of the time, we're calling up to encourage and say, I haven't seen you in a while, and I just wanted to say, you know, I'm thinking of you. And you get off the phone or you send a message or the positive uh, message on any social media that you happen to be on. And, again, I love to bring this to talk to kids. We maybe do something here in Hamilton and a few other places about positive. Because if we can live in the positive more often and we can practice, being that, you know, I go to, and I say it in my, in our youth uh, YouTube on uh, all our different groups, I do say where I come from. I, I'm, I'm in ministry. So I like to call people up, and I'm going to probably pray with that person when we're done. One of us ends up praying. But if that person is not inclined to, pr- inclined to pray, or you're not that kind of person, you don't have to be a prayer. You don't have to be in ministry. It's about encouraging, and we all can do that. We can all call someone up, to somebody, and just give them encouragement in their life to go on, to move forward, and who knows how that can open up. Because we never know when someone's having a bad day or a good day.
2: But, you know, I also like the fact that you don't shy away from the fact that you're in ministry, which means that's a motivation behind it. Motivation is it stirred your heart because you don't want someone to feel alone, and you know that they don't ever have to be alone because Jesus Christ is the answer. (laughs) So if you get the opportunity, you're going to clearly present. That's why you're even working on that book project, because you want to clearly present Jesus Christ to them so that they don't have to even feel that, terrible aloneness they can know that they can walk uh, with someone even through the valley of the shadow of death he'll walk with them rod and staff comfort them
3: no matter where they go no matter what they're going through they're not going through it alone and with encouragement you can distinguish between condemnation and conviction and condemnation is from the enemy and conviction is from the holy spirit and conviction does not doom you and take away your hope it just tells you you need a course correction and the course correction in in this case to your ministry is to be encouraged and to encourage and that's a that's a that's a good thing cuz that's a thing of love
4: right as we do this you're you're not only are you working when you stop and think of someone that you want to call you're you're actually working on your own yourself when you make that call, you're encouraging that person, but you're also getting something out of that, too, whether you're in ministry or not. You're building yourself up and saying, hey, I'm a better human being because we need to look at every week and say, you know what? I'm going to be a better me by the end of the week because everybody else is taken. And I said that on, my, on the pay, on and online. Everybody else is taken. So you have to work on being a better you. And sometimes that takes some time. Now, as in ministry or knowing Jesus Christ, as my Savior, that's where I go. People don't know Jesus Christ, their Savior. They have to find another place, another way to go that, to do that. It's easier for me. I've been saved since I was 16. I have a relationship with Jesus Christ through fellowship in his word and prayer. There's a lot of people that are in our group that don't have that. So they have to find that way to get there. And, again, that's not something we focus on, but it's something that's definitely apparent in how I do this and how I share uh, I mean, that's first and foremost, but there's people that don't know what I know about the Lord and how I get to a happy place. So putting a simple painting that people can look at and say, Hey, listen, I mean, that's, that's beautiful. That brings them to a pace. Maybe they, that moment, you just, you know, think of something else rather than what they're going through mm-hmm. and not that it's going to fix a phone call is not going to fix a life, but can help encourage a life to go to a different path. Maybe but we don't know at any given time or any time we make a phone call, what that positive, what that's going to come up In prayer, okay, that's one way. But if you're not versed in praying, if you're not a Christian, if you're not somebody who wants to pray, and you call up just to encourage, that little encouragement can grow. And you don't know where it can grow, when it can grow. And that's the best part of this is that it can get exponential growth of, of, I always say that, but more people doing this, meaning more people that can have a chance to grow out of something they may be in.
2: And you know, and and I like the fact that it's an inclusive group because if if you make it inclusive, then no one has to feel as though they're, I mean, by its own definition, by definition, as an inclusive group, no one has to feel inferior or not accepted in the group. Come, encourage somebody. Please step up and do that. There's no, uh, there's no fee involved. There's no membership involved. There's just, This is a blessing for others who wanted to be encouraged to go and encourage others in your life. And what you find is, and let me ask a question, Joe, have you gotten any feedback from people who have taken steps and said, you know what, this makes me feel better. I I encountered this when I. Yes, I I,
4: I had a few posts coming out, a few phone calls, text messages of people that really enjoy doing this. Uh, I believe that being the, uh, inspired person who started this group. It's not a, it's not a bunch. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to get a bunch of calls, a bunch of messages from people all over the place saying I'm doing this. And I'm okay with that because if I'm out there, this is out there, people may not ever tell me they did anything. That's fine. But there's a possibility there's a whole bunch of people out there doing a lot more than I even know about, and that's okay. So I'm not looking to hear. I love to hear feedback, and I do see some feedback that's encouraging and that encourages me that people are actually taking my vision on and making it their vision and as you said before Vince about uh, leaving it open to anyone that's the main th- thing behind this there's if you want to be part of a Christian group you can go plenty find plenty of Christian groups you want to depend on what group you want to be in I'm a Christian it says so on every part of my group wherever I'm at I say it in my videos that that's where I come from No, everybody should know that but you don't have to do what i do to be part of this group it's open to all i'm trying to want to attract everyone that wants to do this to be part of this without exception
2: and it's not a and it's not a bait and switch it's not a we're telling you it's inclusive and then by right. the way right uh, what we really are is we want you to drink the Kool-Aid or sign up for the <laughs> membership right. or right. Uh, we're not going know, there support us on or whatever that is it's a it's just a an original heartfelt, this this caused me, stirred me a little bit to go and reach out to somebody, so I did that. And I said, you know, it made me feel better, and it made the person I spoke to feel better. So since we both felt better after doing this, why wouldn't I want to offer this to other people right. so that they could feel better in the world, and they can take... Uh, just a simple few minutes out of their day and maybe make a difference in someone else's life. I do want to share some things while we're on the encouragement section of this. There is a Walk for Life coming up this week. I'm going to try to turn to the the website for it. But I want to read a couple of verses first because I know that that, is a, um, that site is an, an inclusive, innocuous, um, non-Christian-based However, um, I can tell you that this radio program is not this radio program. I pastor a church, and I believe Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation. Is the answer for the ills of this world and the pain and the trials and the suffering and the and everything that goes along with that. I want to read a couple of verses from Genesis chapter one, verse twenty-seven. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God He created him, male and female. He created them. Job 33, 4. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty lives in me. In Psalm 119, 73, your hands made me and formed me. In Psalm 139, verses 13 to 16, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in In the depths of the earth your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Then in Job 10, you clothed me with skin and flesh. You knit me together with bones and sinews. You've granted me life and steadfast love. It's an awesome opportunity. Uh, We talk about protecting, protecting, and some have used the phrase protecting the unborn, and that's true, but... There's a new phrase that seems to gain in popularity, and I'm looking at it, and I'm leaning toward it, and that's to speak up for the preborn. It's just they haven't been born yet. They're not unborn to be not born. They're just a the preborn. I mean, uh, when you're when you have a baby, I, you know, a friend was talking about circumstances where a friend of his was engaging in activity that could potentially cause danger to the baby she was carrying he felt it prudent to approach her and share that information with her and say, look, are you considering this? Have you thought about maybe taking protection like that or even not doing this activity for a little while? And, you know, the, the reality is sometimes people just don't know what mm-hmm. it is they can do. And what if you don't have a good understanding, if you don't have a good relationship with your doctor, or even if you do, there are probably lots of things that you just don't know but when everybody i i don't want to use the word everybody but yeah i'm gonna when everybody looks at someone who's carrying a baby the anticipation is there's going to be a birth when there's the birth it's an exciting time you know we just had a, a couple of uh, families in church just the last couple of weeks announced the gender reveal of their babies, and it's like, wow, this is an amazing time mm-hmm. because they're, they're now going to have a baby. Well, that's what you say. I'm going to have a baby because we're going to have a baby. <laughs> we don't say, are you going to have a baby? No, you're pregnant. You're going to have a baby. The answer, and again, I make no apologies for it, the answer is not will I or won't I. The answer is only when will I. Yes. have the baby because the baby's coming and there are things that you can do to uh, terminate a pregnancy. And I would encourage you not to, I believe that well, there are th- there are opportunities for people. Can I um, jump in? People. Yes, please do. Uh, um, on my left, just because I didn't clarify <laughs> on my left, Dr. Ken Irvis has some experience with some deliveries. Some. Just a babies. little. So
3: yeah, doc, please jump in. Every, every pregnancy is, is terminate. 99% is terminated in a live birth. People just don't continue being pregnant all the time. There's a and, and so I hate that I hate that Oh, that that term terminated in a yeah all, all pregnancies are terminated. None of them go on forever. There is an end to everything. And to to the uh, psalms that you were reading to we still don't know how things are differentiated from the egg just dividing up and then the notochord and then the migration of various tissues to various places and the unfolding or the refolding or the exclusive folding of the DNA so that only certain well i'm i'm going to lose i'm going to lose
2: some more listeners if they are not in but, agreement with me but i believe very clearly the bible tells us how that happens, and that is that God uh, forms from, us right. and he knows us from before the foundations of the world and he knits us together so that he knows. So none of us are a mistake. None of us are misshapen. None of us are the wrong size, the wrong color, the wrong born with an infirmity. No, God didn't know. That, that God was not aware of how we would not only be born, but how we would live our life and how he could use Every circumstance in our life, according to Romans chapter 8, use every circumstance in our life for our good and for his glory. Because there is none of us, I mean, absol- Doc, correct me if I'm wrong, there is not one baby who was born perfect. Right. Don't you give them some kind of a score? Yeah. What's you can, the score? Oh. You, What's the, the score the APGAR, range? Uh, the
3: yeah. APGAR score? Yeah, give me oh, that. Yeah, the APGAR score is it's nine. No no there are no tens. There that's are what, no, no tens. tens right. right. Thank you. There that's, are no 10s. I, I caught that. I hit that softball.
2: You did uh, <laughs> I was <wow>. like <laughs> where is it going? You oh, okay, yeah, there change. are no tens. You can change right. right. So the, the goal is the goal is for us to take the, the the baby that's born and to take that wonderful life and then train that child the way that it should go. And if it's, you know, if it has One eye or two, you make the best with what you have for that child. If it's born without eyesight, you say, okay, it's good. He is going to face different challenges, or she is going to face different challenges, but how do we then take the steps so that that life can be the best, that it can be useful for God's kingdom and for glory? And uh, when you look at it with with the... the foundation of hope, you say the life that we have been blessed with is this life. How do we take this blessing and help this blessing be a blessing? Go ahead, Doc, you look you want to say something.
3: Um Yeah, and and, and it's to with modern medicine, you can find out the gender, but you can also find out things that won't blindside you in case everything isn't what we would call perfect you can prepare for it lots of times with older couples. I say, well, you need to get uh, ultrasound. And then they say, why? I said, well, it could be a trisomy 21. And they said, oh, well, I'm going to keep it anyway. And I said, I know you. Joe
2: and going. I were just talking, you know, the trisomy 21. Yeah, oh, well, a
3: mongoloid kid. Oh, okay, thank you. And, and which is called trisomy uh, 21. And I said, oh, okay, I know you're going to keep the baby. What you do is you get the ultrasound to determine whether you should start to set up things To not be blindsided, because today we can do it such that we can know, we can have somewhat of an idea what's what's coming, and you can make the appropriate plans.
2: You know, it's funny that uh, uh, the people that I get to know who have, um, they've used the phrase disabilities, different abilities, but I don't know what the appropriate phrase is, so please correct me if... uh, Give me that phrase for when you call a child who has what we would call these challenges or difficulties.
3: Autistic? No, challenges or difficulties. And then we note what the challenges and different
2: things are so radically different now than they were just a few years ago, and just a few years before that, and just a few years before that. There's so many advancements to be able to help a child to develop so well that uh, it makes it, uh, I don't want to use I don't want to cheapen it. It's easier for the parent in this generation. They can be more prepared. There's so many tools at their
4: disposal because of the, the doctors, the science. There's so right. much they can do.
2: Yep. And
3: they can prepare, and there their, are their groups that help them and specialists that can help them. I mean, defects in the heart, oh, defects the in the spine, and, the, the, the and, amazing, and they can do that. Scientific discoveries they can use for... And and in Texas, they've got the heartbeat law, where if you have a heartbeat, you can't get one. And that's going to come before the Supreme Court. When the Supreme Court made that decision back in the 60s... Hold hold that thought. Hold that thought. I'm holding it.
2: Because we have to take a break. So let me just give the... uh, Because you may get some phone calls on this. So be prepared in season and out of season. So we're going to take a commercial break. Our phone number here is area code 609-593-9654, 609-593-9654. Our text line is 856-718-9928. So please call in or text with your prayer request or comments. And we're about to take a station break. Thank you Uncle Tony. Hello. This is Pastor Vince Lombardo from Calvary Chapel, Hamilton. I'd like to invite you to join us in worshiping our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ, each Sunday morning at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. You can also join us for live stream service on YouTube each Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Each week is filled with excitement at Calvary Chapel, Hamilton. On Wednesday, we offer an adult Bible study as well as a Wana for the kids and youth group for the teens. Monday evenings, we continue our series of deeper exploration of critical topics, currently The Revelation, Our passion as a church is to help others learn how to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Other specialized services and events are listed on our website at
0: www.cchamilton.org. God bless. Looking for a place to hang out with family and friends and have a great time too? Rocco's Townhouse, 21 North 3rd Street in Hampton, New Jersey is the place for you. Dave and Steve Ruperton have kept traditions of the townhouse alive and well for more than 35 years. Open Tuesdays through Sundays at 3 p.m., Rocco's Townhouse has a very large selection of micro-brewed beers both on tap and bottled, along with daily dinner specials. You will never walk away hungry. And if you're looking for something different, located just downstairs is Rock Bottom Whiskey Bar opened every Friday and Saturday night at 6 p.m. and featuring live music from some of the greatest local bands in the area. Have your next event at Rocco's Townhouse and Rock Bottom Whiskey Bar. Rocco's Townhouse, 21 North 3rd Street, Hamilton, New Jersey is the place where everyone is meeting. Visit them online at Rocco'sTownhouse.com or give them a call at 609-561-9384. That's 609 561 Nine three eight four. Everyone meets at Rocco's Townhouse. Now back to The Carpenter's Son with
1: Pastor Vince Lombardo on WNJHradio.com.
2: Thank you very much for joining us. We have an encouraging topic, and that encouraging topic is a walk for life this Saturday. And that is, I'm going to read the announcement, June 12th, 10 a.m., Beacon Church in Galloway. It will be celebrated at 12 o'clock noon. Lunch is provided. It supports crisis pregnancy services of Egg Harbor City. Also, from now till Saturday, there's a donor willing to match all funds raised between now and the walk. So there's a matching donor to that up to a certain dollar amount. So um, that is something we take no money for this radio program. We don't. Uh, we don't sell T-shirts, although it's a great idea. Uncle Tony T-shirts probably sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Uncle Tony's Uncle T-shirt. Tony's t-shirt. <laughs> W-N-J-H T-shirts. However, uh, Doc was right on the heels of telling us something about the Supreme Court. So Yeah,
3: in the, in the 60s when they made the decision, um, the science that they were given said that it was just a blob of tissue. So therefore they said since we cannot determine when life begins uh we'll just have to leave it open-ended initially it was 12 weeks and then it got really open-ended and they just kind of like went along and said well we won't address that we'll leave it to the state legislature open-ended but you can't stop a woman from doing that with the advent of ultrasound we can uh, really get it down to looking at the inside the uterus and detecting a heartbeat at about six to seven weeks. And um, most abortions are not done for me- medical reasons because you can miss um, your target, quote, um, before seven weeks. So with the Texas saying, no, if you get a heartbeat, you can't do it because what determines life Well, what determines death? If you don't have a heartbeat, you're dead. But if you have a heartbeat, you're alive. So if the Supreme Court says, well, it's before life could be determined, we don't know when life is determined. That's why they made that decision on the revisit. Oh, now we can determine, quote, life.
2: You know, the Supreme Court is now um, making some rulings and some decisions that are. are uh, they, there have been some complaints that the Supreme Court rules from the bench. And legislates from the bench, and I understand that, uh, but some of the rulings of late, they have, I believe, they've strived to see things from a common sense perspective. They no longer hold a view that says, we've now stated this, and the circumstances that can only be met can never be met, but we've determined that this is the threshold. So it, it automatically means that there is no Ability to meet the threshold they've now revised some of their standings on certain issues and they're starting to look and say but if it is clear and convincing that the average person would know then the standard or the threshold would then be met Mm because saying you just can't say he didn't know when everybody knows you know if you you take for instance uh, a puppy and you stick its head underwater for an hour There's no one who doesn't know that's going to end badly for the puppy. Waterboarding a puppy, that's not good. So so the standard, Mm. uh, the threshold to meet has been addressed and adjusted to match common sense. So when it comes to things like can we determine if it's truly a viable baby, there now is science that has demonstrated that at... A particular point and I don't know where this is, I'm not an expert, a particular point the baby in the womb can live on its own outside of the body without the mother. Now it will need help, just as every infant, whether one minute old or one day old, need help or they're not gonna live long. The the, the, ahead, the earliest um
3: the earliest that I've seen is about 20 weeks, but that's really rare. Around 22 weeks. It's rare that they survive at yeah, that they're point. Real, right? Yeah, but they, they've they increased with surfactant and spring and helping the lungs mature and keeping them from getting infected. Um, it's getting down to about uh, 21, 22, 23 weeks. You can go to neonatal ICU. I'd have to get in touch with some of my old friends I mean, I'm not
2: trying to. I'm just trying to say that we we oh, now it, have we now have the ability it, to say you you have to if you look at an ultrasound and and you know uh, I'm an older fella so when my kids were born I remember looking at the ultrasounds and if there were not an ultrasound tech pointing out that it's a boy or a girl right. I would not know that it's a boy or a girl. Now you see a clear picture. Yeah, because the dots were kind of three
3: three D pictures now. Can it is
2: blowing my play. mind. Yeah. So, the 3D images clearly present to anyone who is of, we'll call them average in- intellect, can say, that's a life. Mm-hmm. And if you say, I choose not to believe that's a life, now you're entering into the realm of faith because you're not in anywhere near science <laughs> so, or, yes. so or evidence.
4: Now, we go ahead. I'm sorry, you make your point. I know you're
2: going to somewhere. Go ahead. I'll leave you alone. So this walk for life is because Crisis Pregnancy Services now has— We do
4: support that. Our church does support them.
2: Yes, we do. They have an ultrasound machine, and an ultrasound machine must be manned by someone who is not a member of the organization if they're a pro-life organization. I'm I'm probably getting this law wrong, but it is uh, because they don't want— It to be anything other than just clear medical and someone being pushed into a decision either way concerning the birth of their child. So you have to have someone who's not affiliated with crisis pregnancy services. They're not a staff member. So they have to hire an outside um, technician to operate the ultrasound machine. So the costs that are involved and the money that's being raised is to pay for not only the machine, but to pay for the continued operation of the machine and the technician to be able to be there to offer the ultrasound to prospective moms who are coming in because they want some assistance. And they can then help them and they can show them the ultrasound and they can encourage them and then help them with a healthy delivery and for up to an extended period of time after the birth, to be able to help them with needs and formula and car seats and whatever are necessary. Yeah. So now, so, go ahead
4: if you don't mind. <clears throat> explain why, and is that the eleventh commandment about "thou shalt not ch- kill a child, a, a baby, or an abortion"? Where does it say? And explain that, because a lot of people think we're haters. Um, being Christian, they take us take it way out of context. W- what we think about and how we th- how we think. And as a Christian, you follow
2: God's word. So tell us in God's word. Excellent re- question. In the pastoral epistles, when you see Titus and Timothy are both struggling with things that are happening around them, when when people start to uh, become a little bit more, uh, life gets a little easier for them. They don't want the ease of life to be taken from them. And we're told that when you start to look at, the way society turns, there are going to be many whose natural affection will be turned. So the typical motherly love of a child is going to become not as commonplace as it used to be. For instance, having a baby was a great event. Now having a baby is a choice. I don't know whether I'm going to have the baby or not, becomes a decision that I and I alone make. Whereas before, the end result was, we're having a baby, so let's all get on board with it. What will that mean? And we're told in the Scripture that as time gets a little uh, closer to Jesus Christ's return— In the latter days. In the latter days, you're going to find that the love of many will grow cold and even flee from the natural affection. And there's no more natural affection than a mother for a baby. I mean, moms will give their very lives for their baby, fight bears and pick up automobiles and whatever it takes, jump into fires to save their baby. That is natural, and that's what we should expect. But there are some that have turned away from that, and have said, this life is now an annoyance to me. And the baby that's growing inside of me, I'm going to call it something else. So I'm going to call it a fetus. And if you look up the word fetus, fetus means baby. But as long as you don't call it baby, you don't feel bad about the decision. And they take the fetus and they say, I'm, I'm not going to. And there's no lack of people that will We'll give them bad information and tell them lies, tell them it's not a child, tell them it's not just a blob of tissue, which mm-hmm. is a lie. So we need to be able to combat that and say every life is important before. I mean, I just read half a dozen Uh, scriptures in the bible and there are dozens more right down to even to mary the baby you have in your womb is there the holy spirit it's you know your life is going to be difficult in fact it's going to be piercing people are going to say bad things about you because of the circumstances surrounding your birth but you are blessed because of the birth of the child and i think that a a mom is blessed by the birth of a child, and when you see the smiling face united with the mom, and that you see the embrace, there's the bond is almost immediate, and it's wonderful and it's beautiful. So we don't we don't want to hamper that or get in the way. So what we need to do is we need to provide opportunity for for young women to be able to have enough evidence and support and, and encouragement. encouragement. <laughs> Going back to that encouragement and encouragement to be able to take the steps that sometimes are difficult and many who have already gone through the terrible procedure of having an abortion will tell the one who's facing an unwanted pregnancy that jump in, the water's fine, I did it, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. And they have to they have to be confronted with the truth. And the truth is that that many women who have abortions regret the decision go ahead doc uh, have almost like a post traumatic stress
3: behind doing that the memory behind doing that and uh, the forgiveness of Jesus Christ is 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 the way to relieve and encourage you through that so a lot of women consider instead of uh, this pregnancy that can and should be a blessing more of a burden, and they just want to get the burden off. But another burden comes that they can't shake, and only the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, the encouragement Mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ, say, I knew this was coming, and you're forgiven, because that's what I died for. So all of the people who are listening, who have gone down that road, remember Jesus Christ died for you, and died for all the sins, and be encouraged in that because... All he's doing is convicting you now. He's not condemning you because you can always turn to him.
2: So, Well, the likelihood is that, I, I don't know what the statistics are, but of all of the listeners to the program, that there are a great many of them, many of you, who have um, been involved in terminating a pregnancy. So I, I want you to know that uh, Jesus Christ died on the cross, that the baby, that Uh, was went home to be with Jesus early or earlier than could have, Uh, that baby is in the arms of Jesus. My scriptural basis for that is found in 2 Samuel when David David. is responding to the Lord because his one-year-old child is about to die. And he then stands up and starts to regain his strength because his son had died. And his friends and family... Came to him and said, "Why is he not grieving any longer? He was really torn up about this." And he said, uh, "I was in prayer and fasting because I prayed that God would spare my son. But I have great peace that uh, he's not going to come back to me, but I will go to him. So praise God that that mm. babies, uh, unborn, go right into the arms of Jesus." Amen. What a, <laughs> so good?
4: What about you would talk to speak to someone that? had to for certain reasons because of health of the baby or the mother what do you say to those that had to didn't want to but had to for certain situations they may be in
2: I can I can clearly say that I am not a mom I am never given birth nor can I I can't imagine the weight of the decision that they must have been facing and whether it was uh, a decision that was Critically necessary, medically necessary, I don't know. Uh, I'm, again, I am not the, the arbiter. I am the one who wants to give them the opportunity for the grace and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. That the decisions that we make, uh, there is hope because Jesus Christ paid penalties for our sin. So if you feel deep remorse or regret over making the decision, Please be set free in Jesus Christ, hanging on the cross of Calvary. Uh, Recognize that uh, when we confess our sin, he buries it in the deepest sea and separates it as far as the east is from the west and remembers it no longer. So you do not ever have to bring it up nor live in it. Uh, However, the the painful guilt, pain, and consequences that you may feel, Jesus Christ dealt with those also when he said... you. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. You can exchange these, uh, those terrible, painful, sorrowful. Uh, even when you burn something down to ashes, that he can make it into beauty. Uh, the scars he will bear. He bore scars for us. Isaiah fifty three. He was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was laid on him. So with his stripes. We are healed, so be healed in that. Don't don't live in the brokenness. Don't live in the pain. Get to a good Christian counselor who can point you to the Word of God and the truth of God's Word, so you can know freedom. Whether it was decision that was forced upon you, whether it was decision that that you made, forgiveness is available. I, I no know con-
4: you're saying they're not condemned.
2: No, you are not right. condemned. If there is conviction, conviction drives you to the cross. Yeah. It, right takes you to the place where you're like, I I feel as though, excuse me, I need to address this issue. Where can I go with such a heavy weight? Hmm. Especially since it may be something you've never shared with any other person. Where can I go with this heavy weight? You can go to Jesus Christ because he understands us. He will never leave us. He bears our sorrows. He bears our burdens. And he says, and I will exchange them, and I'll exchange them for joy. What an amazing god you don't need to come and talk to me i'd encourage you to come and talk to somebody if you're feeling uh, guilt pain or shame from decisions of this or any other kind Could they call the the, the uh, center in uh in harbor if they call crisis pregnancy services i assure you they are going to get good quality help uh, i can tell you that the people that volunteer there and they're volunteers. The people that volunteer there are top shelf and they will pray with you and they'll love you and they will encourage you through some of the uh, lowest points in your in your life and encourage you should you happen to be uh, with a baby. They'll encourage you with the joy and the encouragement to be able to make the difficult decisions to carry through and then get on your feet afterward. It's a great program. So God bless you. Doc, I really appreciate you. Have anything you want to uh, add to that. Uh, it's it's about um,
3: uh, condemnation drives you away from God, and conviction drives you to God. And be convicted and driven to God because we're convicted every day, day, the three of us, and we go to the foot of the cross for everything that we that we did do through the day. We're not perfect. There's so. four of us. There's four of us. Oh, excuse me,
4: Uncle Tony took a photo. Uncle, uh, uh, Uncle okay.
3: Tony is perfect all the time. Because he's the boss. I saw that sign there, the boss. Oh, uh, okay. He's the boss. He's the- <laughs> and, and and every Christian is driven to the cross through conviction every day. And that's a healthy relationship.
2: So let me, let me tell you, if you are if you are struggling, if you know someone who is struggling, if you want or need encouragement in that area, Crisis Pregnancy Services in Egg Harbor City, they're available for you, and they'll, they'll help you. If you want to encourage, support, so that you can Give a donation to uh, the Crisis Pregnancy Services. Great. If you want to support the Walk for Life or come and join them, it's 12 noon at Beacon Church in Township. And they are walking to bring awareness and encouragement and, again, to raise money for the ultrasound machine and the ultrasound tech so that, you know, a mom who is looking to have a decision made can see very clearly that growing inside of them is a pre-born baby, um, a little human and praise God that we have that technology to be able to help them, to encourage them to be confronted with truth instead of the ugliness uh, of people who would deceive them. So uh, with that, we're going to take a break. Our phone number here, area code 609-593-9654. Text is 856-718-9928. So please don't hesitate to call in or text with your prayer request or your question or word of encouragement. Thank you, Uncle Tony. Hello, this is Diane Lombardo with Calvary Chapel Hamilton's Women's Ministry. 2020 has been an especially
0: challenging year, so I believe that 2021 will be an especially blessed year. Why do I say that? Because if we commit together to looking for the positives and sharing God's love,
4: joy, and peace with each other, the world can become a better place. Will we still be met
3: with challenges? Of course. However, we have a choice whether we contribute to the anger and discord of this world or if we contribute to the joy and the peace. It can only be done through the
2: empowerment of the Holy Spirit and following God's direction from the Bible. Will you join me in learning more about what God wants from each one of us? Will you join me in practicing kindness instead of criticism? Let's make each month of 2021 better than the month before.
1: Olivia from Washington. Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger from California. I'm grateful we could afford our
0: son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals.
3: Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but
2: filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end end it at feedingamerica.org brought to you by feeding america and the ad council
1: now back to the carpenter's son with pastor vince lombardo on wnjhradio.com
2: thank you so much for joining us we have uh, just a, our last segment here i want to bring a couple of notes of encouragement one is um, a couple of weeks ago I uh, went to the Ark Encounter, and the Ark Encounter is in Kentucky. And the Ark Encounter is a place where there is a life-size replica of Noah's Ark. What an impressive sight! This massive structure is some 500 feet long, and it has multiple decks. And of course, at this encounter, everything is sloped with ramps, so it's it's like you know a gentle slope up from deck one, two, three, and four. To get there, and they don't even open the top of it. It's just really impressive every step of the way. So as you're walking through the halls, you get to see m- even many different displays. One of the displays is, can all of the animals have fit on the Ark? And the clear answer, I'm telling you, with, with the evidence that I've seen that is overwhelming, absolutely one of every two of every kind of animal, each kind is represented. Now, are you going to have a Chihuahua and a Shih Tzu Yorkie? No, but you are going to have two dog kind, and you're going to have one male and one female because that's how they procreate. Are you going to have two of the of every species of mammal? Yes. The next question that seems to come mosquitoes. up:
4: mosquitoes. Why mosquitoes?
2: I don't understand why oh, God's, God. oh, why God, they, I know that there's a curse. There has to be a curse because there's mosquitoes. <laughs> that's one of, I, well, I think that's one of the creatures that will not be
3: present.
4: I don't know. But there were a lot of tunnel. puddles when the, when the, uh, when it went away, the, uh, the Ark, when the Ark settled and there were a lot of puddles. I guess the mosquitoes started there. Oh, the, uh,
2: okay, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can tell you, I did not look at that display on board the Ark encounter. <laughs> there may very well be a mosquito question answered in the ark encounter because there is ah uh, would be shocked if every question you could think of has not been addressed by the ark encounter i'm going to just address two one is why is the shape of the ark so important yes. and the reality is there's not only a video of ahead, doc tell me a little bit about because that. because it's the the shape of a marden tanker
3: they did uh in storms the width and the length i think it's like a three to one is absolutely essential for stability in stormy weather.
4: And the, and the displacement of the water. Yeah. That it weighs less than the water it displaces. the way it Well, weighs.
3: every ship does that. Mm-hmm. But in order not to get swamped by high waves, you, the, your big tankers, the ones that move oil, are made on the same ratio mm-hmm. as the Ark.
2: Did you also know that... Oil tankers are made that way. Because of the Ark. <laughs> because the Ark. That it is a very stable ship at sea, regardless of the conditions. So they have this wonderful video. And as you look at this wonderful video, it shows any other boat configuration. And I mean any other boat configuration. Everything from a square box, a rectangular box, mm-hmm. a what looks like a... Uh, pan or saucepan Mm -hmm. and none of them in none of them can you survive a terrible storm it just doesn't work either Mm -hmm. the ship itself gets wrecked or it has to when the waves come by its design it can't not flip because it's almost designed to flip but like the the pan would Mm -hmm. or it just jostles everything inside so violently that it can't live but then you take that tanker size and you give it that those dimensions and you put it on the ocean and it is the smoothest safest configuration so it blows my mind that God would say this is the size of the ark then the question comes up and is asked by everybody well what about the dinosaurs Because they really do believe that dinosaurs are uh, super huge. Therefore, there's no room for all of the dinosaurs on the ark. When, again, the reality is, if you took every dinosaur that has ever been, the average size of the average dinosaur is the size of the average sheep. So people say, oh, no, Pastor Vince. Look, do the research yourself. Check it out. Because I am not a scientist, but I, but I can tell you that the scientists <laughs> have been checked and double-checked on this before they make their, uh, their claims. Then you take these animals, and you take these even dinosaurs, which do not have to be 60 foot long. They can be less mature because animals grow to maturity fairly soon and fairly quick, and they're, they are also fairly um, sturdy- when they're younger, if they're larger animals like that, so the species. So if you take two of that kind and you put them on board the ark, yes, you can feed them. Yes, you can take care of all of the waste. Yes, you can do it. And they said, oh, can eight people do that? I wouldn't because we think like Americans and we think as though if I were forced to do that, it would be a daunting task. I could never do it. And that's true. I could never build that ark, I mean, I maybe given 120 years, I could do it, but I could never build an ark like that. But God, made of
3: wood.
4: Made of wood. But God, Go for wood.
2: <laughs> awesome.
4: What? Now, so you're saying that dinosaurs were after the ark?
2: Dinosaurs were on the ark.
4: That means they lived after
2: the ark. Yes, they did. Okay,
4: because no a lot question. of people would question
2: that. I understand people would question that. The The issue is, when I see evidence... Because the ark was how many years
4: ago? And dinosaurs didn't live but 30 million years ago.
2: Yeah, the <laughs> ark was... A, the flood was about 6,000 years ago. Right. Now, almost everyone that I see that's a respectable or reputable scientist that I've seen, and it, there could be other information out there, says that there has been an ice age about six to 10,000 years ago. But because they need to explain away... Certain findings that they find in the fossil record, they have added years. And they use a phrase that they call, there are two phrases that are used. One's called a singularity. And I'm going to ask Doc to explain what a singularity oh, boy. is. boy. Doc, what's a singularity? Astronomically? No, just what's a singularity, <laughs> just a uh, general. Just a, a single point. A single point. Uh, a single
3: point. Now, astronomically, it the singularity is uh, time-space continuum was in a single point, a very, very small space. And so all it, time and all space and all matter and all energy
2: was in this single singularity. So sometimes they say, okay, so so a, a singularity and a singularity can also be one unique event yeah. in time. Okay. So the singularity can be there must have been. So it's the scientific way of calling there must have been because. A,
3: or once upon a time.
2: <laughs> uh, so for instance you see oh boy. you see a bone in the ground you see what look like scratch marks in the bone you say there must have been some traumatic event that took place to that bone that's that's clear and convincing there must have been but when you say that bone because it's here is now 30 million years old even though I see it, one identical to it that comes out of a modern lizard i then say this one's 30 years old because it must have been so there's a singularity or there's an event
3: um we're, what we're going to do next week is because uh, i have things like flying around in my head right now okay. because mm-hmm. i can because, hear, that. I because, can actually hear because, that because 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 the, the, the this is the thing they 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 put the timing of the fossil in the layer but they they age the layer to the fossil, Right. and it's circular reasoning. So the layer determines the fossil age, and the fossil determines the layer's age, mm. and it's just circular reasoning and that they're, they're that, trying to
4: get to a certain age and they make it work that way b- right because Basically. people
3: you could take s- samples you can go to Hawaii get a sample of rock that has just come up out of the ground send it to nine different labs and you'll get nine different answers and some labs will actually say well how old do you think the lo- the rock is and then we'll tell we'll say if you're right or not
2: well uh, that that th- it, so it, the because the issue is that no one Alive. Was there. Yes, was there. No one alive observed creation. So people come up with theories. And I'm okay with people coming up with theories. I just wish they would call them theories. Because then we can at least say, this is our hypothesis. Let's see if the evidence proves our theory. And instead of saying, this is our hypothesis, it's true. And if you don't believe it, you're a moron.
4: Or you're Christian. But now or can Christian. you can you take that? Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. But
2: I do want to say this. For, okay. Hold again. that, hold that yeah. thought for a minute, Joe. But I do want to say this. Now you take Christianity, which is accepted by faith, and say I was that I was not there when God created Adam and Eve either. So I cannot say with first-hand evidence that I witnessed God create Adam and Eve and put them in a garden. I can't. Hmm. Uh, But I can tell you that as I see the evidence and I see it through the lens of the Bible, Mm -hmm. it makes clear sense Mm -hmm. to me. If someone else were to view the evidence and not view it through the lens of the Bible, they will come to a different conclusion. So I don't poo-poo people. uh, Is that okay to say that on the radio? And that's a scientific term. Thank you. I don't poo-poo people who come to a different conclusion than I because— the evidence, uh, I would say, the conclusion that can be drawn can be drawn because we just don't definitively know. I don't know uh, how long ago the Garden of Eden was. I believe there was a Garden of Eden. I don't think there's any scientist on the planet, I, again, uh, I have not done independent research into this, that says we didn't all come from two parents, one male and one female at some point in our historical genealogy. I think that's kind of a given. I see it on uh, sites all the time. I believe those two were created uniquely by God. Mm -hmm. And the world can say, I don't believe that. I believe they were created through the natural evolution process. And I can say, okay, but please demonstrate to me how life comes from non-life, and they can't demonstrate to me how life comes from non-life. So they ask me, please demonstrate how God creates life, because I'd like to see that too. And you know what? I'd like to see that too. (laughs) But God says, by faith, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. So there are things Mm -hmm. that I'm willing to accept by faith, but I don't discount someone's coming to the conclusion I just want them to do research and say, take those same set of circumstances, view them through the lens of the Bible, and see if that changes your conclusion, because I believe it will change your conclusion, because it does make sense and line up, and you don't have to go back 30 million years wondering if I have to add another singularity. Go ahead, Joe. So can you
4: explain the idea of taking Jesus' first miracle of changing water into wine and explain how something can appear so old, but it happened in an instant by God's
2: voice? I thought, Joe, you're. I love you, man, because that's. You're like that's a t-ball. You set yeah, that up. And you're well, like, please hit this. I'm like, thank you, Joe. Yes, <laughs> Jesus' first miracle was at the wedding feast of Cana, and when he did, he took six water jugs, and he changed the water into wine. And wine, in order to be formed, requires age, requires time. So because he created out-of-water wine, he demonstrated that he can create things with age. Not just the appearance of age, but with age. I mean, wine needs to age to be good. The head of the festivities said, this is the best wine. Mm. So this had to be aged perfectly. What does that mean? Uh, I think that God demonstrated that he can take supernaturally and create something with age. So the earth can easily be created with age. We don't have to go back 30 million years to see rocks or stars or um, light trails in Black hole affected nebulae in space (laughs) to be able to determine time because God can create things with age already demonstrable. So I also think that he took, excuse me, he took six water jugs because there are six days of creation. And I think Jesus Christ is saying, You guys know who I am. Let me demonstrate to you the blessing that I can be. The Garden of Eden was destroyed by man's sin, and God will make it again perfect. Mm-hmm. Let me take and make it again perfect. Make it the best. Wouldn't that be wonderful? So, thank you, Joe, it's for that's beautiful, yeah, for reminding me of that.
3: Yeah, that was that was a miracle on a sub- subatomic level
4: subatomic that's a yeah. fun dollars word
3: yeah it is i mean you took h2o and he turned it into an uh, alcohol
2: there you go mm-hmm. and where did he get the
3: carbon from
2: that's because good when that's, we get there. It's I remember C six H twelve O six. That's all I remember that's, from my chemistry. That, guide. And
3: and, and <laughs> you got the and you have the right elements in there. <laughs> so you see the H, you see the O, but where the C come from? <laughs> and that's that that that's the that's where he's on his will is on a sub a atom- subatomic level but, to change an course. oxygen into a carbon.
4: But you know, again, it comes down to one word: belief. Believe. Believing is seeing. Like we spoke before. And we can talk all, all well, this the char- great stuff, all about the characteristics the character of, of God, of God, and and the love of God. And somebody listening out there that does not believe or does not have a relationship does not believe because they're trying to see with their own eyes. When you need to see with through God's eyes, and it's the only way you can have a relationship with God is through His Word. And and you have to know you're a sinner, and that goal God, all He wants to do is let, make you understand that you're a sinner and you need Him. He wants you to seek Him, and do I, you think? I, go ahead, Vince.
2: Go ahead. And unless a man is born again, you cannot see the kingdom mm-hmm. of heaven. I, I think that you know, I clearly see it. I think the Bible is a brilliant book. It makes perfect sense. It's crystal clear, and it gives answers for the life. Do you think? Questions.
4: Do you think the the scientists that believe in evolution and believe it was created without God? Do you think by design? I don't know that that. God uses that to drive men to find the reason.
2: I think that Romans find- chapter one tells us very clearly that the evidence of creation is there, the the visible, so that we might question, and be pierced to be able to say this is evidence of a God. And then we say, since there is a God, now what? When you look mm-hmm. at creation, because mm-hmm. I, I mean, look, Doc, you're a doctor. You start, you look at life. You see a baby born. You don't say, wow, you know, I, I could mm-hmm. see that that happening. I I, I can't <laughs> take anything mechanical. Put it in outside, and it get better. Nothing ever gets better. Entropy. Yeah, nothing. I I could take. I have a cell phone. Works great. I can look up all kinds of things. I can get texts and things, and uh, Over and it time. works wonderful. But I can, I can take this if I bury it in the sand. What's it worth? It's nothing. <laughs> right. And it's going to deteriorate. But can I
4: ask you? So we can say that if you're not saved, and a lot of this stuff drives people. When you when you seek God, you'll find Him. Correct. So people over the years, scientist, what's his name, Lee Strobel, was a scientist trying. To, was it Lee Strobel? No. N- no. Who was the yeah. scientist that was trying to prove Jesus didn't exist? But oh, who? I don't remember. One was, was a lawyer. One was a. Scholar. But anyway, Sorry. How one many how many people over the years have looked for the answers and been driven back to back to know and find a, a, a relationship with Jesus Christ through? Saying oh, this can't be right, I got to go find the real answers. And so, any anybody, someone goes and makes a good search, and to look for the answers if Jesus is really Jesus or God's really there, they'll find Him.
2: I, I watched a. Uh...
3: Behe is one of the scientists that has started the modern hmm. uh, creationist movement. And uh, there are a bunch of scientists, and it's, the evidence is mounting up. For everyone that's listening, on Saturday mornings between 11 and 1130, Tom Woodward uh, does a thing, apologetics.org, the uh, uh, C.S. Lewis Society, and he gives the scientific evidence for creationism and how scientists, the mounting e- evidence for creation for a creator is overwhelming and Darwinism and even neo-Darwinism is being destroyed as we speak. It's becoming scientifically well, untenable.
2: Know, I, I heard a man, he's a dentist, and he spoke at a conference because he changed his conviction as he was teaching evolution in, uh, to a college class. And a person asked him, And said, so you really believe that the fish scale turned into a tooth? And he said, yes. And the student said, so you have some evidence that says that? And he said, well, of course, because. And the student said, will you please show us? And then he started to look for it, and there wasn't any. So he tried to find any of it, something to cling to. So a dentist who happens to you know, spend a lot of time studying teeth and formations. He then started researching it and he said the overwhelming evidence is that teeth are unique and that it would be radically improbable, not, uh, we'll, we'll call it um, not Darwinian evolutionarily evolutionarily practical for it to happen outside of it just being a tooth. So how does it become a tooth? And then he looked at what teeth do, and teeth are pretty amazing things. And the body does amazing things with teeth. And So he said, the tooth convinced me of a creator, which led me down a path to want to know if there's a creator, who is he? And the clear and convincing evidence to him was Jesus Christ is Lord. He said, but it was a tooth that brought me to it, it was a challenge to be able be to... He,
3: be he, it was an eye. The construction of the eye with the rod and the cones, and mm. some scientists turn around and say, well, it's created backwards. I wouldn't have the, the, the nerve endings come in front of the rod and the cones, but if you think about your eye and a lens on your eye, to concentrate all that light onto your retina, the... um. The nerve endings from the rod and cones, they're kind of like translucent, but it diffuses the light just enough so that it doesn't burn the back of
2: the retina. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. I believe fearfully that, and wonderfully made. But, but I don't just take people who, are, who believe different than I. You know, they're... Uh, the people that believe in evolution and say, you're stupid and you're a moron because I don't believe that for a moment. I think that they're very well educated. I don't think that they have studied it through the lens of the Bible. And if they do, I would encourage them. Or if they would just simply say, Lord, I really want to know the truth. Will you help me to see the truth? If we seek him, he will be found. He's not hiding. He's trying to make himself clear.
3: And it's obvious because uh, everyone believes in micro evolution. But that's not the evolution that we're talking about. There is no demonstrable example of macro evolution. Correct. That is a fact.
4: There's no equation that can be written to prove anything about that. Well, well there's. You can't finish yeah. an equation to tell me that evolution is real. We so, had, we weren't there. No, but they the thing here. is
3: this. It, 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 you <laughs> have to have evidence for your theory. If you had in, uh, transitional forms more than the end forms, you know, the ending, but they're transitions, you had to have a, a, 10 to 100 times ta- transitional forms to get but from the, one species to the another. Of evidence. Right. There's no that. evidence of that. But and the, that's why. But the it,
2: absence of evidence is what Christianity uses as its main defender. And that from scientists is a difficult mm-hmm. correct that that hurdle because I cannot say, look, here's the evidence, Adam's manuscript. I can't. You know, it was written many years later right. by a man named Moses. But, 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 but if, let's
4: let's agree though more people have found Christ that didn't study evolution that so we're we're not really worried if well, you believe evolution right now. It's more about a relationship with Jesus Christ. More people have come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, not even thinking about evolution. He got us both. We're not going to say, you know what, your your salvation is is banked on you whether you understand and believe in evolution. It's not on that at all. It's on a relationship to Jesus Christ. We love talking about it because we get some interesting talk from Doc and and Pastor Vince. But guess what? I don't know what micro, macro, it doesn't matter to me. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Do you believe in a God that had a son, Jesus Christ? Do you believe in a God that brought himself to earth and put his, and veiled who he was for 33 years until he died on a cross for your sins? That's what gets you to heaven. You can believe in evolution when you get saved. Guess what? After you get saved, you might think a little bit different. But guess what? You don't have to believe that evolution didn't happen to know who Jesus Christ is as your Savior. Amen. Period. So, great talk I love but, hearing it this the, is an interesting and commitment. it is
3: the it is the work of the Holy Spirit Amen yeah, and that's true. it so and thank you, you fellas I ask, really appreciate you he'll answer yes anniversary
4: show let's talk about that what happened with it alright
1: well due to a conflict on my end we have to move it one more week to June the 22nd same time we'll uh, be we,
4: in August before you know
1: it <laughs> <laughs> we'll be at the church and everything uh, technical wise we're all wrapped up there's no problems there um, so it's just not this coming Tuesday the 15th. It will be June 22nd instead.
2: Blueberries will be very busy,
1: busier, busier. busier. Well, you could bring some to the church that night. <laughs> there you
2: go. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up with a word of prayer. Father, we come to you. We thank you. We want all glory to go to your son, Jesus Christ. We want to lift his name high. So thank you for the encouragement this evening. Thank you for the opportunity to express some opinions this evening. Lord, we want all glory to go to you. You are the creator, the creator. The sustainer of life. And in you all things consist and you hold them together. Thank you for being that great and glorious God. Uh, right now, we ask you to hold us together because, you know, many of us are facing difficulties and challenges and uh, adventures ahead. So help us, Lord, to face them in your confidence and with you. And we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Thank you for joining us and listening to The Carpenter's Son with Pastor Vince Lombardo of Calvary Chapel of Hamilton. Join us next Tuesday at 7 p.m. for The Carpenter's Son on WNJHradio.com. from the Blueberry Capital